Pleasure to call them, uh, team manager for Red Bull KTM, and uh, you guys uh, better li listen to Pit Pass. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, and I'll tell you what, we are glad that you are joining us, no matter where you're hearing us in 52 countries and around the world. We appreciate that on the iHeart app, but also on, uh, on, on, on our parent company, which, of course, is Evergreen Podcast Productions. So uh, check us out however you do. Check out the new website. I think you'll like it, Pit Pass Moto. And uh, want to thank our number one guests, including Cody Gilmore, uh, Chad Pedersen and Denny Stevenson. Uh, Damon Bradshaw, originally scheduled for this program, uh, had to back out due to some issues he's dealing with at home. Uh, but uh, coming up, Matt Byton, before we get there, Dustin Peterson in office, in studio, I should say, in office as well, uh, out of Sioux Falls, part of the uh, Midwest Supercross effort, the producer of that event that comes up November 23rd. Tony Tice uh, joined us in the first hour. It's always good to see him. I uh, do want to thank uh, Ed Kulenkamp, Tony Wink, uh, PJ Duran and company. It's uh, Scott Casper with you for another at least 30 minutes or so. And then uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing our radio and online version. So thank you very much. Tony, you want to do the introductions of our next guest? Well, I think, uh, the, I think the icing on the cake for this weekend that uh, was completely unplanned is our next guest is going to be there jumping his dirt bike. It's Matt Byton. Oh, wow. X Games gold medalist. He is uh, a pretty big name. There's a lot of star power mm -hmm. that's going to be at, at the Riverside Raceway in Wintershed, Iowa this weekend. But it just went up. The stock value just went way up with Matt Byton. So, Matt, welcome to Pit Pass. Yeah. Have you ever, you ever done our show? I don't believe I have. It's, um, you know, maybe back in the day. I've, I've done a few of them back um, when I was in my prime, but oh, you know what? a little bit more washed up, but we're hanging in there. <laughs> you did it when you were doing the step-up stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the X Games. I think I did a while ago. Yeah, we, we totally had you on. I think Riesenberg lined it up or something. Oh, right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Now, yep. the seven-time X step-up medalist. Yeah, uh, actually 12 time. Yeah, well, um, seven, 12, whatever. I mean, you got to brag on the show here. Is it 12? Here. Yeah, the internet's all messed up, I'm telling you. Well, maybe. Well, uh, maybe I'm, I'm not counting the gold, them. right? Well, no. There's yeah. I mean, there's seven gold, but then it's. I did a Mexico X Games, and then they did the Navy Moto World X Games in San Diego at Qualcomm, where Carmichael knocked himself out. Oh yeah. We did a we did a um, flip a coin thing, and I won the coin toss, and I cleared the bar. So then they didn't give Renner a chance, and. That did well with him, so he went and tore up the all kicked all the tough blocks off the <laughs> uh, off the super cross track. Yes, awesome. He just went out and raised hell, which I get it. I would have probably did the same thing. So that's why I love freestyle, man. You never know what you're going to get. That's uh, fun. And uh, how old are you now, Matt? I'm 39 years old. This Sweet. is I don't not know how I'm back flipping a dirt bike still, but we're doing it. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, the the uh, watching you i i we were we're fans mm -hmm. and and uh the step up in my opinion was one of the better things to watch freestyle is great i'm 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 stoked you're gonna backflip and it and it's gonna be people are gonna love it but the step up thing was so gnarly and just the, the way you guys drop out of the sky <laughs> and then when carmichael did it or tried to do it i should say and nined himself out because it's gnarlier than he probably thought 
And I'm scared of heights anyway. There's no chance I'm going to jump that high straight up and down. That, to me, I think just watching that over the years and, and uh, you know, having known you a little bit through Riesenberg or through your, uh, you know, through the, the cruise and just, you know, knowing who you are and that kind of thing. Uh, it's been really fun to watch you through your career as X Games step up gold medalist. Yeah, thank you. It's been a it's been a great run. You know, I mean, uh, I went on the road and I had two hundred dollars to my name. I had an eighty five Ford Ranger. I had my <laughs> dirt bike, and he's the guy. Gave me a couple hundred bucks. I came from nothing, so like it. I think I, I seriously believe that's why I'm still going. Like I wanted it so bad, and I put a lot of heart and passion into it. So, you know. Um, I had to ride step up. That's how I got into it, man. I was broke, so I was like, I gotta, I gotta make some money. So uh, I somehow was good at it. Um, Mike Mason and I were at a gravel pit in Minden, Nevada, back in the day, and we were joking around and acting like Tommy Clover's doing step up. <laughs> you know, we're, go- we're going against them all of a sudden. We're like, holy shit, this happened like way too fast. We didn't mean for that to happen. We were just having fun being kids riding in a gravel pit that we would poach. So and, when you uh, next- when yeah, you when you say ahead. you're acting like Tommy Clowers, are you doing the weird mouth thing? Do you remember that when he was, they would like yeah, they came and stretch and do some weird like <laughs> meditation thing. <laughs> Matt Biden, our guest. Matt, just a reminder: we are on uh, traditional broadcast as well as uh, the internet. So, language is always an important feature for us. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Don't make me take my belt off. So tell tell the story about. <laughs> I'll tell the story, and then you can kind of tell us how it went. But the how I learned about Matt Biden when he was a brat kid in a in a Ford pickup or Chevy, whatever you said. Um, we uh, so Riesenberg was working for me, and Tony Esch was around, and uh, these are these are local Iowa guys, and we we were running the the motocross races and Riesenberg was working with me full time to run motocross races. That's back in the day when it was making money. Right. And so I told Riesenberg, I said, if we hit these numbers, I'm going to buy us all a cruise. And at the time carnival cruises, I think it was carnival. Wasn't it? You probably don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So they were, they had this special going on. So they were calling me and I said, call me on this date and I'll know if I'm in or out. Well, that sales lady calls me and I said, Hey, I'm in. So I buy him. Well, then that fall, I get a job managing the tough arena cross team for Dave Anilak. Chris Chris Hunter uh, was taking the year off, so I was in. I had to go to Illinois, and I had to go sell sponsorships to like NGK and Parts Unlimited and Thor and all those people. I said, I'm not going to have time to do this, to go on this cruise. And I was talking to Sully from Universal out in California, and who is not there anymore. Universal, I don't think he exists anymore. But I said... Uh, I said, hey, man, do you, do you know anybody? They're porting out of, like, San Diego, I think. Do you know anybody that would take this cruise? I'd like to sell it. And he goes, well, I know a kid that would be really excited <laughs> to go, but he don't have any money to buy it. And I go, who is it? And he says, his name's Matt Byton, and he jumps freestyle. And I went, yeah, g- give it to him. C- have him call me. And then and then uh, you became best friends with Riesenberg. You were in his wedding. I mean, I was – and the funny thing was, is when we were in the wedding, I still didn't really know. I knew you, but I didn't know you. And you're standing up there at the wedding, and you're looking back, and you're like winking and blowing kisses at some chick in the audience. <laughs> Maybe she was with you, and I don't know. But from that point on, yeah, I was a Matt Lighton fan. So, yeah, no, I appreciate the cruise, and uh, <laughs> it just shows uh, 
you know, never give up and what comes around goes around. That was in uh, 2002 when you gave me that cruise or 2003. Three, and three or four. How's the burn? Yeah. How's the burn? Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I've always uh, had it in my mind to, uh, you know, I'm always about uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours or, you know, I don't need nothing in return, but you hooked me up with an awesome cruise and a great friend and Jeremy Riesenberg. So uh, I'm going to come jump for you this weekend, man. That's I awesome. owe you one. Wow. Riesenberg. So you never give up. <laughs> Riesenberg texts me. He's bringing the family. He's uh same old JR. He's, he, uh, you know, he, he got pretty wild for a while, but you know, but he's he settled right down. I'll tell he you did what. with the family and stuff. And he's same old JR. I love, I love that guy. He mm-hmm. is, he is, yeah, he is. He's a great dude. For uh, sure. Chris is a different story though. I yeah. Think. Right. Yeah. Chris is, Chris is coming too. actually. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Yep, he texted me, said, any chance you can hook me up with a 450 ride if I don't, if my bike's not done. But he works for Race Tech, so I don't know what, they do engines and suspension. <laughs> I don't know what else could. You mean the science of suspension? Yes, sir. Yep. So, nice. so Matt, uh, you're coming in on Friday, I understand. What can we expect? Are you going to jump over the tent, or what are we thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I just want to get there and check it out. I'll be coming in there Friday and try and get the ramp set up where we can so we're ready for action on Saturday. And, uh, you know, anything to add flavor to the jump, and, you know, it's already not that smart to do freestyle, so why make it a little <laughs> more dangerous than jump over a tent or something cool? What about fire? Um, if we put some fireboxes up there so when you go over, it actually ignites the firebox, and there's some fireworks that go off as well? I'm good with that. On the Nuclear Cowboys, they used to light Jimmy Fitzpatrick and I on fire, and we'd have like a three-foot flame coming off our back, and we'd flip side to side. So I do fire. Seriously. Where? Evil Knievel did fire as well. It just wasn't by choice. It just wasn't on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the, uh, he would get some sparks going after the bike sliding down the down the street. So Matt, when we spoke on Saturday, you were coming back from California. Is that right? Yes, sir. So you're are you back in you're back in Texas or where are you? Yeah, no, I'm back in Texas. I I went out and got the ramps out. Yep. I was afraid they were going to be stuck in the mud back where I had my mobile set up at. And uh, so I was able to get the ramps out. And then, um, yeah, I got a, uh, I do hot shot driving. So I just went up to Oklahoma City and uh, do- did a delivery to an oil rig and just got home and going to prepare the ramps and everything and pack and head on out Thursday Jeez. to Oklahoma to get a fuel cell put in the bed of my truck. And then I'll be uh, coming up there, get the ramp set up and get ready to get awesome on saturday and sunday is there baffling in the in the fuel cell in other uh, words to keep the, the keep the gas or fuel from jostling around and going side to side some of them do i'm not sure i'm gonna have to uh, that's a great question I'll thank have you to ask that i just wanted more gas so i didn't have to pull over as much <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe you talk about your equipment uh well first of all who do you model uh your 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 career after going from ramp to ramp and doing uh the flips and all that who do you um you know point at we we obviously evil used to be a regular on this program we have had uh, robbie on a couple times Matto is uh on quite a bit we we like talking with him because his it seems that his uh events are planned for an entire year the thing the thing he's going to do whether it's riding out of the ocean or or jumping the mark arc the triumph in las vegas or whatever it is he's doing seems like they work on it for a year or more before they actually do it so who do you you know, take your career and, and uh, look at it and say, you know, I, I, who really affected you? You know, uh, 
Jeremy McGrath really inspired me. Kevin Windham, you know, just growing up watching Windham on that YZ125. I'm pretty sure I watched, like, the Houston Supercross. For some reason, I just like that track every year. And I'd watch Windham on that 125. And just McGrath, you know, doing the knack-knack. And, you know, every, all of us are inspired by that. And then Pastrana coming in, just being the wild man that he is, uh, um, I just, you know, all those guys are pretty much my, my main heroes, you know, Ricky Carmichael, uh, I, I really studied him and I just always liked how Carmichael like s around the court, the, the tracks and just kept up his momentum. So I would try to like do that. But, um, coming into freestyle, you know, I looked up to Metzger, Kerry Hart and, uh, you know, Chris Rourke, Brian Deegan, all those geez, you know, and, uh, Somehow, next thing I knew, I was going against all those guys at X Games, and then next thing I know, I'm, I'm on Mike Mason's practice arena cross bike that I bought off him and Cliff Campbell, and I'm going against Jerry McGrath and his factory bike. Awesome. How'd so that work out like, for you? And, uh, well, my shoulder came out three times, so that one hurt. And <laughs> but I, I made McGrath got the better better edge on me, but I made him work for it for sure. He didn't get it that easy from me. So, so how are you as a racer, man? I, I can't say that I've ever seen you race. I've seen you on TV plenty, but doing freestyle and, and step up. Uh, you're bringing your motocross bike to race this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I do all right. I was. I mean, I made it to local pro. I didn't. Um, I didn't. My parents weren't. My family wasn't behind me, and we. My dad was a single dad trying to get by, so um, he had to do what he had to do. So we couldn't like go as race as much as I would have liked it. My, I was the only one really, really, really into it. And then, so I ended up working my way up to local pro. And then, uh, in 99, I turned pro, like just local pro, just, you know, I, I never got my, I couldn't even afford to get, uh, you know, my AMA card or anything like, so when I mean local pro, just the local tracks there in Reno. And then, uh, I'd go like anywhere else and just get throttled. So, um, maybe a, a moderate intermediate, I would say, but, uh, kind of I, I raced a 30 plus class and i you know I, I won the vet um 30 plus class or not 30 plus 35 plus and then the 252 show race 35 plus i won at glenn helen so i'm not like i want to say i'm fast but i want to say i'm too slow so at but, the brayton um, shootout on sunday we what we do is it's an ama pro-am it's a best in the midwest yeah. series which is cody series and then um we do a a the shootout is a buddy race, actually, and that was by design by Justin's. That's what Justin wanted to do. He said, "I want to make it fun. I don't want it to be too serious." Right. And the shootout Perfect. part, part anyway. So what it is is, we put all the A riders in a hat in a bucket and draw their names with a non A rider, and so you don't know who your partner is until that very moment, right before we drop the gate. And so they'll take off, they'll do a lap, and then the, the other, their partner, they'll have to switch wristbands, and the partner will do a lap, and they switch off and on for 10 laps. Um, Perfect. So would you be an A-rider, or would you be a non-A-rider? Um, probably a, a <laughs> I don't know, I guess I could do, I'll take, I'll take an A-rider, I won't sandbag, I'll, I'll go for it. If, if you need a guy there, you know, I'll fill in. <laughs> we don't need a guy, we need Matt Bighton. Okay, yeah, you got Matt Bites. How how cool would that be to be to be drawn like, the, you know, like uh, it'd be so cool to be drawn as your partner. I mean, like I was Matt Bites' Biden, <laughs> partner in the freaking Justin Bray. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah to be your oh, teammate. I'll give him a follow on Instagram that day. So <laughs> that's what I'm talking good. about. We're talking yeah, with Matt no, Bites. 
Heck yeah, I'm down, man. It sounds fun. That's what I like. Like surfer cross is such an awesome event. You know, you get you get um, tied in with a surf pro surfer, and you know, it's, it's I've done that. You know, it's awesome. So. Uh, let's do it. Let's go to Dustin Peterson joining us in our studios today uh, out of Sioux Falls, the uh, producer of the Midwest Supercross event coming up November 23rd. Dustin, go ahead. You're uh, talking with uh, Matt Byton. Matt, how's it going, man? I'm awesome, Dustin. How are you, buddy? Good, good, good. Hey, I've talked about you with uh, Mr. Gilmore a couple times in the past, and, you know, oh, we boy. owe Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I, dude. I know <laughs> stories. <laughs> I partied with Cody a couple times too, so I. But I can't remember those stories, so we'll have to save that for another day. <laughs> They're not nearly as fun as you think they were. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. You know, I'm a uh, I'm a South Dakota boy, motocrosser, born and raised in this whole area, and to see to hear your story and see your story is is pretty it's so cool man i mean watching you on tv the whole nine yards and then seeing you you know give back like you are you know coming back up into our neck of the woods all right it's 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 amazing man and my hats are off to you um you know my i was talking to my brother on the way here and he qualified first for a few super crosses and and uh and so on and he would have qualified for uh i think it was minneapolis but isaiah johnson took him out so that's that's his claim uh. to fame but um <laughs> no you know it's uh, as as i was talking to him on my way up up here he he was like i'm like yeah and they're you know biting's gonna call in and he's like dude that guy's nuts he's he's i'm i'm 41 my brother's 38 and he's like he's in between us and can you imagine us still trying to do that kind of stuff i'm like no way so dude you're an animal yeah, I literally, I I literally asked my dad this last week. I'm all, Dad, what is wrong with me? I'm <laughs> all, <laughs> talk to me, pops. Like, what's going on? Like, it's I I don't get it. Like, I like you know, obviously cra- crashed a bunch, and I feel old, and I have my days of like, all right, I need to like call it. And then I go ride, and I feel like I'm 25 on the bike. So I'm I don't get it. But does it so take you longer to re- run with it? Does it take you longer to recover, Matt? I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not too bad. I mean. Uh, I was a little bit sore yesterday just because the the ramp to ramp I was jumping this weekend. It's it's the poppiest ramp to ramp in America. Like the thing just sends you way. It's a booter, and you just land like a sack of taters. So um, <laughs> I, I admit my back was sore yesterday, but I'm good today. Uh, I went to work. A sack of taters. That sounds kind of like a lot of the uh, tracks I grew up racing. We just every week we're like, "You gonna fix that track?" Mm. And I'm not gonna name any names, but uh, yeah. I I hear you, Matt. That's uh. So the ramp you're bringing up now, you said is is it your ramp or or is it one that you had in Texas? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny Bartram and I are uh, partners on this. We bought this ramp together. We do a lot of uh, rodeos and other events. So um, we are actually yeah. I'll come to there and then I'm bringing the ramp to Kenny in Nashville on on Sunday after the races. I got to leave and I got to bring the ramps to Nashville. Uh, yeah, Bartram's gonna pick them up go to Georgia and he's doing a badass stunt with a skydiver where he jumps the ramp and a skydiver goes under him. Oh, wow. Like, so that, and then he's going to bring him back up to Knoxville, Tennessee, like at Huntsville, just north of there. And we're doing a demo for nitro circus. So yeah, no, we're, wait a minute. Uh, so wait a minute. So a skydiver's going under him. How do you get the beans above the Frank? How do you do that? <laughs> What's going on there? Hey, it's all about committing, bro. You're, you're from Moto. You know how to commit. <laughs> no, how's the skydiver get underneath him? I don't get it. So uh, I didn't know about this. Kenny was explaining to me this. I'm like, you're going to do what? So Kenny's been uh, living in Louise, uh, New Orleans, and uh, 
down there in Louisiana and doing stunt, a lot of stunt work for movies. Like he was one of the motorcycle riders in the new Jumanji movie. So um, he, I don't know, he he was linked up with this uh, skydiving stunt man, and apparently I never knew this, but skydivers will come and they'll skim the ground. He said like up to three hundred feet. Oh yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, okay. then, those like, are those square shoots. The uh, yeah, performance the, the shoots, yeah. Outfits. Yeah. So the so I guess. Kenny's going to jump and flip, and then the guy's going to go under him. So I'm like, all right, you do what you got to do. Here's the ramp. So. Oh, will there be fire or fireworks? I have no idea, but um, I'm we'll have fireworks nice Saturday. We'll do that. We, if, Hell if, yeah. I'll tell you what. I will climb the ramp. So when he his, he leaves the, uh, the the lip of the ramp, I will set off a couple bottle rockets. I'm just saying. Yeah. Big, that's kind all of a right. big deal, Scott. I'm, wow. I'm just saying. I got a story oh. for you, Matt, real quick. Um, What's going on? When I was a teenager, I got a job jumping dirt bikes for the Toyota Hollywood Stunt Show out on the East Coast. Have you heard of this? Uh, no. Okay. It was a precision driving show that was sponsored by Toyota. And to spice it up, they put a couple dirt bikes in the show. But they ab- this is in 1996 or 7, I think. They absolutely did not want any freestyle because that didn't that wasn't the, which was good because I didn't I couldn't do any, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they they didn't want any freestyle in the show because that's not what it was. They didn't want to detract from the precision something. I don't know what it, what it, it, they didn't want them long hairs. It wasn't the Joey the Chitwood show. Is what you're saying? It was owned by the Joey Chitwood show. It was yes, it was. It was a subsidiary of that at one point, and so. Um, Charlie Bell's nap, or Bell nap or whatever, bought it off of Joey Chitwood, okay. from what I understand. So um, so I got this job. It was in Cycle News, and uh, I would just come back from from living at the Sand Dunes for a winter, doing big jumps with with uh, Sink Mars and all these guys. These are well, in, these guys in are California. Little, in California, yeah. So I was I was jumping big stuff. I had a big video, this video that we'd made of me jumping all these sand dunes, really big jumps and stuff, and so. I saw the ad. I called the guy. I said, "Let me send you my resume." I sent a video of, of me doing, you know, two mile wheelie, two mile and mile long wheelies, and and huge jumps and whatever. And I said, "He said you're hired." So he gets me over there, and um, it's 130 foot to 140 foot jumps from ramp to flat landing. Wow! And <laughs> who convinced you that was a good idea? I went through so many front wheels. It was horrible. Did you have an ibuprofen sponsor? <laughs> it was no. I was nineteen. I mean, it was like I. It was, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it, I should have been sore, but I wasn't. But it was. It was an awesome time. But um, I don't know why. I, I, the ramp story. Yeah. So I get it with the ramp thing. It's. It's. Uh, if it's done correctly, I would imagine it's not very taxing on the body at all. Yeah, no, it, uh, actually, you know, that's the only thing that I like about the air fork. It uh, made, because I had Yamaha two-stroke, so it, it was like my wrists were always sore after riding ramp to ramp, but with the air fork, my wrists aren't sore anymore, but... Really? The flip, like, it left like a... It, there, it left like a funk off the top of the ramp when you would flip, like, because I guess the, the middle of the stroke's, like, weird on air fork, so... I just stiffened them way up, and it kind of got rid of it, and, and I just adapted to it. But for a while there, when I went to the 450, it was a bit weird for for a minute. But, yeah, it's uh, a little bit different, but 
I'm like an air fork. I'm not as sore. It's helping me that way on the landing. <laughs> well, Bud, we're looking forward to seeing you. It's this weekend, of course, Riverside Raceway, just south of the uh, the town of Winterset, and that is the birthplace of one John Wayne. And you can't get any more American than Matt Biden and John Wayne. Matt, thanks Heck for yeah. the time, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you and uh, your jump. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm going to apologize to you in advance, though. If I hit you with any of the fireworks, it won't because I was aiming for you. It's all right. They're, they make doctors. They'll put me back together. Okay. <laughs> Matt Biden. We'll take a quick time out. Back with our in-studio guest as well to wrap up our number two. That's Dustin Peterson. For Tony Wink and uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing. Look for your pictures on the fly wall. Oh, you're saying you haven't put them in yet? All you got to do is submit them. They select it. They put them up on the fly wall. And all your friends can check it out as well. Flyracing.com. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.